Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. An Elio's original. Welcome to the Motherball Shows, the podcast that takes a deep dive into motherhood and parenting with a comedic twist. Because if we can't laugh that our children are already planning their after the coronavirus Disney visits and playdates, then we're all screwed. I'm your host, Kimmy Gatewood. This is part two of our series on homeschooling during the pandemic. I know many parents are wondering if they are doing this whole homeschool thing right and ruining their child's future. Is watching too much true educational? What time should I start? Is it enough? Too much? Well, good news, because today I interview a mom that was homeschooled and survived. She turned out just fine. Better than fine. Felicia Day is an actor, best-selling author, writer, producer, and creator of The Guild. She was homeschooled by her mom and lived to tell the tale. But first, I'd like to check in with my daughter, Lottie. Hi, Lottie. Hi, Mama. So, what are your favorite farts from the Alexa Extreme Fart Pack? The squeaky farts. (laughs) And what does a dragon fart sound like? I don't know, because I don't know what it sounds like. What do you think it sounds like? How do you fart happy birthday to somebody? (laughs) Yay! Uh, How much of your day do you think you spent listening to farts? For 20 hours. (laughs) I love you, buddy. I love you too, booty butt poop. Up next is my conversation with the talented and hilarious Felicia Day. I saw on Facebook that you were homeschooled, which I have to say, maybe I know more homeschool people, but I didn't. I didn't know you were. I mean, why would why would it ever come up in our conversations? <laughs> you know, it's a part at a party. I was homeschooled. Guess yeah. what? <laughs> but yeah, why were you homeschooled? You know, my mom was a crazy hippie, uh, and uh, she was very lackadaisical with laws and all that stuff. And so we moved to the Gulf Coast of Mississippi, which at the time had the worst schools in the nation. Um, And she just was like, I'm just not going to send you to school. So I think initially she had ordered some, like, programs to do it properly with schedules and stuff. um, Uh To to really, you know, organize us. And that so fell off the rails. So within a couple of weeks, we were just like heathens. We were raised like wolves. <laughs> so you had siblings as well? Yeah, I have one brother. Um, mm-hmm. He is younger than me, a year younger. And so mm-hmm. we were just trapped in a house. Like we had no friends. I mean, I'm not, I, <laughs> there's a good indie <laughs> movie for me at some point, you know. Um, it was not ideal. And I don't want to say this is homeschooling because I think actually a lot of parents are going to feel like I want to homeschool my kid going forward. This is actually amazing. Um, mm-hmm. I think and I'm kind of thinking about it. I have a three year old. So I'm kind of thinking about it like 
I'm still feeling out what kind of person she is and what kind of person I am. Can I do this? I mean, I have a nanny here half the day right now and I'm going crazy. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know if it's our sensibility, but I do know that I, I excelled in a lot of areas I wouldn't have had I gone to school and I had a lot of issues I had to overcome. And I think that's just any upgrade bringing. There's no like right and wrong. It's really whatever um, your parents can do that make sure you're not harming yourself mentally or physically, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I was raised with no structure whatsoever, except I had a lot of lessons. So basically going out and doing <laughs> lessons and doing theater, I was raised like a, a prince. <laughs> like two toes. A two, a pr- so, I'll, take, uh, I'll take a sampling of your food before you eat it, prince. <laughs> exactly. Yes, Make exactly. sure it's not what, poison. <laughs> your writing lesson. But, you know, basically I was 10 years old and my mom would take me to Rocker, Rocky Horror at midnight. Like there was no structure whatsoever. We slept <laughs> until 10. I was the only one who got up and actually did schoolwork because somehow inside I was like, in order to get out of here, I have to learn things. So <laughs> I was completely self-guided. And so that makes me a person who's good in this business because I'm always just doing work, even though I'm not being paid for it or have a deadline. But at the same time, it's very lonely and sometimes gets a little bit too much responsibility. Um, Mm -hmm. so, you know, it is what it is, but I, I definitely could say that anybody worried about homeschooling their kid right now, don't worry about it. I literally had no structure. I watched TV all day. I read like detective books from 1930s noir detective books for fun at age eight. And I turned out (laughs) adequately. So you're not ruining your kid by not like giving them a structure eight hours a day. What, um, what age did this start at? Or is this your whole life? Uh, this was uh, basically, I went to, I remember going to preschool and I went to part of first grade and then we moved to Mississippi. Okay. Um, so preschool, kindergarten, first gr- part of first grade. So you did have a sense of like what school was. And do you have any recollection of like, you were like, well, where are my friends and my teacher now, mom? Or was it kind of like, okay, I guess this is my life now. You know, I don't remember. I always, my brief encounters with children um, I remember being my brief encounters with children. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I have no people. I don't think anybody under- understands how, what a weird frame of reference I have compared to them. There is no situation where I had a sleepover. I had friends. I had a crush on, you know, I got a crush on like Scott Bayo. you know, like it was, they weren't real people. I wasn't around people to have crushes on. I think I had a slight crush on a very gay kid in like Oklahoma that I was like, you know, partnered with, but that's it. And it was so clear that he was very gay. It was great. I think we actually had an agreement. It was like, okay, this is a safe crush. So um, (laughs) I I remember as a kid, though, never having a sense of belonging anyway. Like I would always be like, I I hope somebody likes me. And then I remember the only incidents I remember with other kids were kids who would reject me because I was weird. Or my saying, I don't care if I'm being rejected. I'm going to make my own group over here with the kid who eats paste, you know? (laughs) So... I don't think it was homeschooling that made me who I am. It certainly reinforced it, and it probably gave me a couple of anxiety disorders. But that that's basically, you know, it's my personality. I guess my fundamental problem with schooling and what I fear for my daughter is um, that institutionalization of learning in that you're taught to learn for a test. So you're only putting in your brain what you're required to have, right, mm-hmm. for the test to please other people. You're not learning to enhance your own love of learning. You're not in, 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 you're not encouraged to be like, just go really deep into this just for the sake of learning it. And I think that's where you 
strike gold when you're, you know, either a creative person or like a really driven person. That's where you find something you really love when you're not limited to, okay, just learn just enough to get an A. That kind of grading, I think, was the most valuable thing for me because I didn't ever take a test until I was like 12 or 13, you know? So it was. I was never taught oh, to learn. No, I'm not. I'm not kidding. Like, there's no. Oh, God. I know it's really weird, but I took the P, the the SAT just to kind of like see if I could get into a summer school, and then my mom didn't send me, but I got in. <laughs> All right. And then, and then when I got into college at 15, I didn't even. I don't even have a GED. I never took it. I just got into college because I got a full scholarship. I never. I took a t- the SAT, and that was it. So. You know, my brother was not quite as uh, precocious as I was, but he still got really great grades in college and then graduated as a very successful computer programmer. So, um, and we both read for leisure and learn for leisure. Like he's doing drawing classes and I'm learning the mandolin. We're always like, hey, let's just try something. And I think that's the thing that I think needs to be fostered in children that I think maybe school does not encourage, that you're not just learning the bare minimum to get by for a grade or other people. You're learning for yourself. Hmm. Yeah, you know, you always wonder, like, is that um, something that kids are just kind of born with? Or is it something that can be nurtured? And also on the flip side, could you enhance like, I guess that's the the real thing is like, as a parent, if you can offer that to your children and, and are able to stay home with them, that's definitely a, a luxury, you know, that yes, that- it's a complete luxury, like, a total luxury. Also, as a woman, you're giving yourself up, which I struggle with all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because it, I, I, I don't know if uh, I hear men talking about I mean, there are there certainly are, but I hear women, like, definitely suffering more. Maybe that's just because I surround myself with mostly women. But you know, <laughs> it's usually a woman te- like will take on the, the teacher role. You know. Well, for sure. I mean, and, and the thing that this isolation has taught me more than anything is that the role, the traditional roles of women are underappreciated in every single respect. Like we are now in houses. We have to, we're cleaning, we're cooking, we're raising our children. And I guarantee you that the equitable division is not there because there's just a lack of willpower drilled into us. I don't even think men are like, oh, I'm not going to, I don't think men are generally deliberately misogynistic assholes. I mean, that's maybe a, 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 a sort of, ro- I think that we are, the kids are taught from very early age what the roles are, like even just in books and everything. Yeah. The, gen- the, the roles of a man and a woman are so ingrained in us that we just behave according to those patterns. And mm-hmm. so, you know, there's, n- there's almost no fighting it. Sometimes I get, you know, I'm so despaired of it because I'm just like, I don't know how to tell her that she loves snow white how do i tell her this like you don't go off with a stranger who wakes you up like this is so creepy (laughs) i'm actually working on a book i was like i had i gotta write some kids books because this is just killing me right now like i i don't want to make her an isolated freak like i was but at the same time like i cannot let her go down this path and think this is okay like like we're expected to be doing our our work like you're at home right now i'm sure you're working on projects you're doing a freaking podcast you're cleaning you're cooking you're taking care of your child. And, you know, I don't know about your kid, but she just wants to crawl inside my skin and live there. Like, I just, <laughs> there's no fending her off. Like, and, you know, I do have someone coming to help me because I just, I am a, I gotta, I gotta, the only way I work is from home. So I'm like, I can't, I don't know, man. I'm gonna, yeah, no, I need some I have, therapy. <laughs> I have, a, yeah, yeah. 
Well, we got our homeschool therapist. See what they yeah, think. exactly. <laughs> um, what are the common stereotypes of homeschool kids? Maybe that you knew when you were being homeschooled or maybe now that you're out of it. Uh, the things, uh, stereotypes about homeschool kids. I mean that we yeah. are socially isolated weirdos and we are socially awkward to an incredible extent. And those are probably all true. Like, <laughs> but I mean, my mom did try to socialize us somewhat. Like, but the problem was the homeschool people around were like, I'm not care- kidding, like Christian, like hair shirt people. Like we did not have anything co- in common with these kids, right? So we'd go to meetups and they'd be like, well, I, don't, I haven't seen a TV because, you know, the Jesus Lord says it's the devil's box. Like we, there was no intersection. So my mom really substituted all socializations with, you know, dance classes and stuff. So the 10 minutes before dance class would be my socialization. And I don't, you know... There were other factors that she didn't do play dates and things like that. Like there, listen, if you made a little bit of effort, I, I literally was like, if you raised Calliope exactly like your mom did and put 10% more effort into socializing, expose your new things, it would be like the perfect schooling because you don't need all the structure. You don't need all this stuff. You have uh, so many resources. Like right now, like just kind of exploring the things that I'm showing my kid at three, like the resources online are so incredible to learn anything you're interested in. Like mm-hmm. eight-year-old me would have eaten up all this stuff. So there, it just requires a lot of work on the parents' part um, to organize it. But if there were services to organize it for you, which I guarantee you will start emerging right now, there's no way that a bunch of people aren't going to be jumping on that. I guarantee you online schools in a, in a homeschool hybrid are right now being developed by people. And I think it's amazing. What it sounds like to me is that it's just, uh, parents investing in their child's education and, and a lot of like a lot of people don't have that luxury to do now uh, like we, we talk about you know but if you do uh, you can find a balance between the you know six to eight well how long are the people kids are in school <laughs> six hours yeah, I know I don't know it's eight hours it's eight yeah <laughs> like they're expecting about four hours right um, yeah of like the, a teacher uh, at school and then you know I I have added like you know sports and my gym and like yeah. schools do encourage that kind of stuff I think we just have to maybe start listening you know like yeah just having some kind of follow their curiosity and it, it would be nice to find that nice balance of how can you foster their uh, activities which we call is like you can call it homeschooling but it just seems like yeah, yeah, yeah like creative you know passions or like coding you know like it's almost like you have to provide board but i i feel like i think a lot of people online i see are like oh my god i'm not filling their day up and i'm like maybe their day doesn't need to be filled up like boredom is i just i wrote a book recently called embrace your weird and a lot of when i'm writing that book about opening up your creativity finding who you are you know really uncovering your voice and focusing it on on creativity even if you don't want to be a professional just for your own you know self-help kind of thing Um, Mm -hmm. The more I thought about it, the more I'm like, we just have to allow ourselves to be bored. And that is not a a part of our culture right now, especially with phones. Like as a kid, I'd go hours just, you know, kind of wandering around my garden and wandering through the library. And like the the slowing down of life really shows me that we're too fast. We're trying to pack too much. We're trying to be too good at too many things. And this is why we're all on antidepressants and and anxiety. Hey, I'm raising my hand. (laughs) You know, like just the last couple of weeks, I feel like an easing on my chest. I'm like, you don't have to pitch 15 shows and be acting and doing an online live stream and being a parent and keeping, you know, like it's just, if you added up the things that we're required to do every day just to live our lives, like it's absolutely unreasonable. And the same thing is with kids. Like 
they probably learn, I think I saw a study, it's like they actually learn things an hour and a half a day at school. So like that, that other time is being around other kids, but also just like giving their parents the ability to work the way that we all need to work, right? Mm-hmm. And so having some boredom time, like an hour that they're not being entertained by a screen or another person, you don't know what they might discover if just out of sheer boredom. They might like stumble upon some macrame and be like, I'm going to be a macrame artist. You know, like who knows? <laughs> who knows I'm what the they'll Banksy discover? Of Mac- exactly. Mac- I'm the Banksy Sorry. of macrame. Like, look, listen, I mean, this is, you have to have that space in order to figure yourself out, right? And it can't mm-hmm. just, and the minute we're on our phone, we just kind of shut that part of our brain that could wander off. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Yeah, we've we've talked about it before, just like the memories that I think some all of us have, like from the, you know, the 80s uh, is like just like looking at raindrops. Yeah, (laughs) like on the windows, like being in a car specifically, like sure, we'd listen to music, but we didn't have our own personal devices that we could watch things or bingo and stuff. I mean, but. I have to say it's not I I feel like parenting hasn't changed that much it's just like the uh, it's just like different uh, a different annoying things you have to deal with for sure I mean listen I was I've been reading a ton of like ancient Greek literature and you know fiction and history oh because God. that's just school girl I know what. I know Felicia I was, and people were like what are you doing I was like well I'm reading you know I'm I'm reading, you know, the Odyssey and I'm just learning the mandolin. I'm just like, just get away from me. Like, that's just what I do <laughs> for fun. I would rat, but, but honestly, if you invite me out, I, it is the will of God to get me out of my house. So I'm fine being completely, I like, I'm like, I could literally live, live in the mountains and I'd be okay. Like that was a, a recent discovery for me because I will entertain myself at it because that's what I was trained to do. I will entertain myself by myself. I don't need other people. In fact, you when I'm around other people. You were built for a pandemic, Felicia. I was built. I am custom made for a pandemic. Exactly. I was going to ask about like the, the drawbacks of homeschooling. And, and you kind of mentioned it that uh, it's the getting out of the house now as an adult even. It's just the being out with other people. Do you like because you would either think that when you finally were set free, you'd be like, yes, everyone give me social life and I will go crazy and do a ton of cocaine, whatever. (laughs) But, but you know, it's like that, or you would just kind of revert back to it. Was there a rebellious period, like a rumspringa? So I guess for, for homeschooling. Yeah. I mean, I think my biggest problem is not having perspective because not having been around kids enough, I compared my violin abilities to the CDs I had. So I was comparing myself to Etoch Perlman and the best violinist in the world and thinking I'm not good enough. When in fact, if had I been around any other portion of children, I would have been like, I'm a savant, like I'm a prodigy. But I never developed that inner sense of capability because I wasn't put in context with my peers. And I think that that was to my detriment um, in a way that could have been solved um, if I had just been around other kids a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I don't know if that's specifically because of a homeschooling or it's just who I am. And I can't, I'll never know, right? I'll just, right. I just know what I have now. So 
Um, yeah, that I think I would have had a lot more inner self-confidence had I been able to be around other kids a little bit more to see where I was in, in kind of relation to the average kid. Right. I mean, that's the whole benefit of friendship that's not with your parents or siblings, right? It's like being yeah. able to share a common experience. And I'm sure you found that when you met other actors, um, maybe it took longer to like befriend them, you know, but like once you do, it's like y'all have the same problems and you realize, oh, it just makes me feel a little less lonely that everyone else is going through the same thing I am just like motherhood, you know, for sure. I think, our, I think actually it never group, clicked you know? in. Until, I mean, some actors, but I always, again, was a little bit apart. I think motherhood really has clicked it in for me where I'm like, I can just, I have 10 people. I can be like, oh my God, how do you get, how do you clean this baby toilet and not get grossed out by this poop? You know, like (laughs) it's so valuable. It really is. And that really is the thing I never had and didn't develop until much later. It just also a reminder that community has to be a part of any kind of like homeschooling, which is like the, the the kind of issue we're having now, right? It's yeah. Like we're trying our best to stay connected on Zoom and on the phone and Skype or whatever, but there is just something about that like person to person contact, sharing a space with someone sometimes mm-hmm. or, um, that's it's difficult. However, we're all in this together and that's kind of comforting too. Homeschooling, like this is an amazing temporary situation, right? And so Whatever, you know, as parents, like we're all going under stress, financial stress, like logistical stress, like every kind of stress we're under. The one thing we can take joy in is maybe sharing learning, you know, with our kids instead of having to be like, I'm their teacher right now. I have to teach them things. I expressly go and I'm like, what do we want to learn about dinosaurs today? And we watch a video or we talk about a dinosaur and I expressly pick things that I don't know about. So like she's learning with me and that actually, it, it kind of, creates a relationship where it's exciting to learn together. And I feel like, you know, we do that when we go to a museum, we could do that very easily watching a video or like, oh, I didn't know that. Wasn't that interesting? With us, you know, I love sharing that with my three-year-old and that's something I want to do. So like, if you're interested as an adult in something like knitting or painting, take a drawing class with your kid, like invest in yourself at the same time. And it's not like, oh my God, I have this burden of educating a six-year-old. I don't have a degree in teaching, right? They're just people. Mm-hmm. They're people who are interested in things just like you are. And finding that common uh, thread might actually, you know, ease, you're creating a little bit of relationship with your kid in a way that, you know, you can't really get any other time, right? That yes, that's exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is it. I I think that's a great way to think about share share your learning, especially if you have a curious kid. Like I I know that there are definitely some kids who are just like no thanks. <laughs> like, but, yeah, but if you can find the one thing, like if all they want to do is watch race cars, I, my husband is obsessed with Formula One. And oh he, really? Um, yes, and so he uh, he's been showing our daughter um, Formula One races, and she's like, cool. So I'm like, great. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, that, think- yeah, exactly. And when is she going to have, you know, we're, we're having the luxury of exploring the world in a way that we wouldn't, we're always rushing everywhere. Like, when would that mm-hmm. occur to you to be like, hey, let's just try something new. So this is like, you know, I think I see so many people stressed out over their kid and doing all the lessons and stuff. And it's just like, maybe just throw it all out. Like, the, the nobody's coming after you for, <laughs> for not doing whatever it is that school is telling you to do. Do you know what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe not. I'm not sure. Maybe not. I don't know. I mean, my I mom, I'm sure everything kid. I did was illegal. I'm sure everything I did, my mom, I was so unaccounted for. Like, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, how how is it going? I mean, obviously, your child is too young to technically go to school. But, I mean, just reflecting back and, like, what what do you hope for your kid when you start school with her? 
You know, I have, I found a preschool that I like. So it's, a, it's part time. It's like three hours a day, four, four days a week. So I'm like easing her in. And like, you know, I have a lot of like, as, as you could tell from my background, like any more than three kids in a, in a, in a school room seems insane to me. Like, I'm like, how could someone pay attention to that kid? How are they going to know what she's interested in? So I don't know if they're, I mean, like I said, if there was a way to, to like my ideal situation, which will probably never happen, is just to have like get seven parents together with kids that are kind of the same age and just hire a teacher for them. And so they get in-person schooling three, four days a week. And then the rest of it, they have their days off to just have lessons and stuff like that. So like... There's sort of a hybrid situation where they're not going full time um, and they have, but they have in-person friends and they have activities. So I don't know. There's a couple of schools in LA that, that kind of supervise a homeschooling program. But again, I feel like I missed out on that social aspect. And there is an aspect of that I think that she needs not supervised in a lesson situation like I did. So it's hard, man. But I, I don't know how I send her to public school in that I, the, the class sizes just really scare me. Yeah, what I'll what I'll say about public school is it's because I I agree I'm really um, invested in trying to like build up our community around us, which is like ninety percent under the poverty line, and so important. um, And I feel that it's part of like my job to invest in the community, and the only way that you can kind of get class sizes down is by parent involvement. I found it's not something where the institution will change because we want it to it's like the parent involvement and like putting together ptas and ptos uh, are the only thing that really kind of change so like if you could take some of your homeschool experience and like what it was really sounds to me like just nurturing the individual child's yeah um, like or exposing them to multiple things, making sure they have music classes and the opportunity for the exposure. It does go back to homeschooling because it is, you know, you can't just have an eight-year-old just be like, oh, do, do whatever for six hours. Like, I guess you could. I was raised like that, but I wouldn't recommend it 100%. <laughs> what was your mom doing during those six hours? She was sleeping a lot. She was <laughs> watching TV. We went out to oh, lunch God. a lot. We had a lot of waiters who knew us by name. We were not rich. Like, we were very poor. But, like, I don't know. I I don't even want to get into it. <laughs> so, I mean, that explains your excellent taste, Felicia. It was a little running with scissors, okay? Like, if you remember. <laughs> I'm into it. Now, I have a, a question. Since you're in the industry, an actor, writer, how do you deal with things like prom or like if you're supposed to portray an actor who went to prom or was the class president or something what goes to your mind during those um parts or what are your questions i mean i certainly have my my stereotypes that i play and they're always the weird girl or the funny girl in a dramatic situation or you know there's a i have go-tos um certainly i've always cast directors have always said that your insides don't meet your outsides and i don't know exactly (laughs) what that means whether i'm prettier on the outside and like homely on the inside or vice versa. Like I'm not, I can never be sure. Like for uh, everyone in the audience, you're absolutely gorgeous. Um, Oh, well, but not Hollywood standard. uh, I'm like, I'm okay. It's Hollywood standard. You cut it out right now. Uh, And you're uh, a goof and (laughs) really funny. I'm a goof. Well, I like being a goof. That's my favorite thing. Um, Certainly like, I think that the roles that I get are the roles that I'm comfortable in. um, Partially. So, so I feel like I do, 
have the privilege of like getting the roles that I I mean I think all actors get the roles they deserve and they, at the end of the mm-hmm. day do you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. there's so many actors out there and like yeah you can really stretch and be something different which I've been able to do like tonality but you're always doing the aspect of who you are and no matter how good you are the vibe and the essence of someone walking in and owning something more than you they're going to get the role right there's just it's just casting is so I love it so much because you can really encapsulate humanity and in, in that first impression of someone walking in and like becoming a character that is just imaginary on the page right so mm-hmm. I mean I certainly do the work of of having a backstory but um I can't say that they're not a little bit of a know-it-all. <laughs> like, she might be a little bit more of a goofy. Like, the, I, I just did a movie called Puka Lives, and she's, like, a, into crystals and spirituality and all that stuff. And I'm not into that at all. Like, I'm totally skeptical of it. But um, I was able to draw upon people I know and just sort of, you know, you cobble together characters in a way that you feel I'm being truthful within this new version of myself. So... I certainly, you know, I'm never the popular girl, and I'm generally not the guy, that, the the woman that any man wants to have sex with. Um, I'm usually the best friend or the <laughs> lesbian, neither. which is totally fine. <laughs> I know, right? It's just fine. It's fine, guys. Whatever. I don't need to the make pop- out with a guy. I don't want to be paid to make out with a guy I don't want to make out with anyway. Okay? <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> uh, screw you, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, I like what's coming to my mind right now is I'm sure you've uh, pitched something like this, but like, I would love to like never been kissed you like Drew Barrymore style, take you back to, to high school, like get you in a sweaty car to make out with someone <laughs> like, have can you we make that? Office. Let's do it. Yes. I'm into it. Cause I feel like there's an p- aspect of me that I watch Kimmy Schmidt. I'm like, Oh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> that, but I'm like in cult. real life. Like, <laughs> Oh my god! Let's do it. Let's shoot it in our garages. Let's do it. Well, thank you so much for talking to me about homeschooling, and you know, it's I I don't think I realized how maybe connected it was to the type of parent that you are and want to be, or how how it specifically affected you, and like like the things that it's funny when you have a kid. You probably had obviously you said when your mother it was very transformative, and you looked at your child as maybe you your mom looked at you you're like of course I want the best for you and here are the things that I liked about my upbringing and here are the things I didn't like and this is like the push pull um, I think that's what all of us do though right like we're all trying absolutely. to fix things that our dad our parents did to us that we don't like and trying to improve on things you know and then and then we overcompensate and so I'm probably going to be way too you know I'm, I know all the things I'm going to do wrong because I'm overcompensating <laughs> for so many things like I'll probably okay move out you're 14 get out just go okay it's fine here's a you're, live in the garage it's totally cool um, <laughs> why so, aren't you in college yet mommy had graduated college already I by know. The time don't ever go 18. to college man just don't do yeah. it just like farm it's cool uh yeah no i mean be a everything beekeeper inform- <laughs> everything informs us and i think as parents we're all sharing the same journey and you know i i guess i guess my i don't want to convince people that homeschooling is not a good thing or mm-hmm. you know i don't know what i've sold people on other than my weird life but i would say that <laughs> there are wonderful ways to enhance a kid's life that you don't have to I, I guess the structure of schooling is not the end-all be-all I guess that's the that's the message I like to to convey because you want to encourage someone who will learn outside of the confines of somebody telling them they need to learn and that's the one I think that's the one thing I've cultivated in life that really has gotten me far um, so ever however you can do that I think you're winning as a parent 
like to thank my guest, Felicia Day. She became a successful, motivated adult. She is thriving in this unstructured world. In fact, her upbringing prepared her for this time. Please reach out to me through our website, motherofallshows.com. If you have any questions, thoughts, or topics you'd like to hear, we are all over social media at MOASpod. This podcast is produced by Jen Perry Leamy, written by Rebecca Johnson, music by Jerome Curtinbach, and edited by Tracy Levy. I'm a proud part of the Erios Network. Please subscribe and rate the Mother of All Shows on Apple, Spotify, Acast, or wherever you listen. It would really help us out. Just like a hug. Just give me like a, like a little internet hug right now with your ratings. We will have links to the topics and resources we discussed today on our website. Please stay safe and don't worry about math homework. Your kids will turn out fine, right? Yes, right. And thanks again to all the teachers. You know what I miss most about the world? Sauntering through the aisles of Target with a meager four-pack of toilet paper, a dozen eggs, maskless like a carefree sultan. Those were the days. Erios. Powered by ACAST. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.